This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. We understand that the journey as a supporter isn't always smooth sailing, but rest assured you're not alone. There's a vast network of fellow fans who share your passion and may be experiencing similar challenges. Honesty is key in any relationship. If your friend asks you how you are feeling, tell them honestly. If you're going through a difficult time, let them know. Opening up about how you are feeling can really make a difference. After all, they are your mates for a reason. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. So hello everybody, welcome to episode nine of the City event. Um, I'm here again with our standing presenter, Andy. How are you doing, mate? I'm all good, man. How are you? Good, mate. Very good. Yeah, um, ready for the season now, aren't we? So this is the last uh, podcast we're going to do before the season begins. Um, Chris is obviously going to be back. It's just that we need fill-ins now and again and I'll probably disappear and Andy will cover for me. So it's nice to have three of us um, milling about. So thank you for uh, for joining me, mate. Anytime. Um so lots to talk about. Um, looking at your house in the background, looking very posh. You know, you're yeah, living in Wales now, living the dream. Yeah, it's, it's, it's not that much of a dream, Paul. <laughs> I can assure you with that. It, this is not my house. You don't want to <laughs> see. You don't want to see what's behind me. It's, it's not nice. <laughs> Kids and mess like Alphabet Zoo. Ooh, actually, I to oh, it is Alphabet Zoo around here. It's ridiculous. <laughs> Which man. actually, it shut down Alphabet Zoo. You should go there all the time. Actually, yeah, it's gone. It's gone. Um, oh. In fact, something really bad happened there. You know, I think they're like. Some guy that were wielding a knife or something. Really? So, yeah, yeah, I'm I remember, sure I remember like going on school trips there when I was a kid. Yeah, me too. Me too. And um, my mum used to take me all the time. We used to go to McDonald's nearby and, and go there and used to love it. <laughs> but anyway, nostalgia for you there. Yeah, like, yeah. Did rap growing up. So, mate, there's lots we want to talk about, obviously, naturally, because there's loads going on. So the first thing that we'll touch on is the pre-season progress. So we've had a pretty good pre-season. Uh, obviously, we had a poor result at the weekend, but... You can't read too much into it, can you? It's just, you know, one of those things, isn't it? You win some, you lose some. It is. Like, anybody that looks too much into pre-season, you, you, it is about building fitness, gelling. Look, we've got, like, what, 14, 15 new players? Like, you, they, they need time to gel, don't they? Let's be honest. And you can't you can't get overexcited at beating Sunderland or winning any game in preseason, and you you shouldn't be getting too worried by losing to Chesterfield. Like it, it is what it is. It's it's preseason. Only time will tell. I think you really want to be looking ten games into the season before you start making your mind up on this squad. Absolutely, totally agree with you, mate. And I think I feel like he's just picking his first eleven. Although over the last sort of couple of games, we've seen that sort of get a bit more solid. And I feel like we're going to do that today. We're going to predict what we think is going yeah. to be the starting eleven for the first game. But I think it's becoming a little bit more obvious as the weeks have ticked on. Um, so yeah, disappointing result at, at Chesterfield. They did score three quick goals. Um, speaking to a couple of people who went because I didn't, Chris did. Um, I feel like we did have a pretty good performance in the main, but just didn't get going as much as we have done um, in the in the other games um, so far. But yeah, I feel like I feel like the first eleven sort of picking itself a little bit at the moment. I know it's very difficult for Mark because there's a lot of talent in the team, but I feel like we're getting closer, you know, to see what that's going to be. So yeah, I mean, one week to go till the opener, mate. The excitement is building, isn't it? I mean, you're coming up, aren't you? You're coming. I, to I can't fans. wait, mate. Like it's my first, it's my first home game, first game of the season in what ten year. And I am so excited for it. There's so much. It, it, it feels like a, a very do or die season, don't you think? Like yep. we've put so much into into all this recruitment and recruiting the right type of player. And it, it just feels like that if we don't do it this season, are we ever going to do it? Totally agree with you. It just feels like it's now, doesn't it? It feels like now's yeah. the time. The momentum's all going in the right direction. Um, Hughes has got everybody singing off the same hymn sheet. Just listened to a, an interview with him on TalkSport and he said that his methods, the way he's worked in the Premier League, are pretty much identical to what he's doing at City. He just says that the roles that he has, like sports scientists, that kind of stuff, it's doubled up. So people yeah. 
might be like a coach, but also be the sports scientist. So the roles that do more because we haven't got the budget to be able to pay for each of these people individually. But that were really interesting to say is doing things, you know, the right way and, and a Premier League way, if you like, which is just mental in it really to think about it. But it feels that way, doesn't it? It really does feel. Yeah, that way. it feels like there's a bit more of a professional air around around the entire place in training. Like I've read bits and pieces. He did a he did an interview for Daily Mail over the weekend as well. And um, he was saying in there, like, he's enjoying the fact that where in the Premier League, he'd be giving, he'd be telling someone to then tell someone to then tell someone that he wants this doing. But now he's shoving his head around the corner, shouting down the corridor to get stuff done himself. And he's relishing that being more hands-on again. So it, it feels a lot more professional. It seems like he's enjoying coming down to, I wouldn't say a less professional level, but... Is relishing that more hands-on experience because of the lack of being able to afford so many staff or whatever. Yeah, absolutely. It's like he's getting his hands dirty again. I mean, you, you watch the training and when they're warming up and it's usually Glenn that leads a lot of that. But like you say, I think he's getting his hands dirty with a little bit more of the background work and uh, he's probably enjoying that because it is a different experience for him down in League Two. Like I say, the setup's similar, um, but there's more that for him to do, I guess, and... Um, and yeah, it just it's just it's still unbelievable, isn't it? That is here. Yeah. It really is a strange Pitching thing. Myself, mate. Yeah, it's, it's weird. <laughs> we talk about it pretty much every week because it is bizarre that he's managing, you know, in, in League Two. And on Talk Sport, they're asking him for his opinion on Man United's new manager. They're saying, <laughs> What do you think? And it's like they're asking a Bradford City manager his opinion on the new Man United manager. Yeah, that's it's, mental, isn't it? It's that's incredible. It is incredible, mate, to be honest. I, I still when, when news broke, um, when he's when when he joined, I, I I had to second guess. I was like, "Is it that Mark Hughes? Is it really him?" Yeah. Um, but no, even to even now, like I'm still pinching myself. He's been with us for a fair few months now, and it's still insane that we've got such well his playing career. Like he's just a hero in it. Let's be honest. Yeah, and and for many clubs, you know, manager, player, absolutely, he's just got a distinguished career, and it's just crazy that that man is steering the ship. And like you've said. It feels do or die, and it feels like for me, we'll talk about his predictions, but it feels very positive, I must say. And I know we get you know shouted at for being happy clappers and things on these podcasts, but there's nothing negative to talk about at the minute. We are going to always be honest with our opinions, but at the minute, everything's going in the right direction as far as we can see. Time will tell when we come to Saturday and, oh, we'll yeah. play and Doncaster put six pastas or whatever. That's not happen. <laughs> you know, that's that's when we can start having the conversations about you know what's going on. I mean, we're not going to get upset about a three 0 defeat against Chesterfield because it's a pre-season friendly. It means nothing. So you know, it's in the past as far as I'm concerned. So talking about the excitement leading up, um, obviously, like I say, Andy's coming down. I'll be going. Um, so we have got a display so for those that have been living in a cave for the last sort of few weeks, uh, not being on Twitter or Facebook. Um, we are putting a display together for the cop for the first game of the season. So the way that's going to work is we're going to have the stripes down the cop. So our famous stripes, uh, very similar to the Sunderland game from those years ago that James Mason organised. But also um, we've got a huge, a gigantic flag, uh, in fact, made, which is absolutely unbelievable. Um, I get to get my hands on that tonight. We're going to go down to Valley Parade um, to meet up with the guys down there, get the flag out, have a look at it. Um, and just sort of work out the logistics of it all. I mean, it's exciting, but there's a lot for us to think about. Um, there's a lot to do in the mate. And, and I mean, Andy's yeah. the man who actually designed the flag, so tell us a bit about that. Oh, mate, it's been a pleasure, to be honest. Um, usually any of my sort of like design work's always been purely digital for social media or whatever, but seeing this flag, the way it's come out, like going back and forth. I mean, you stress me out something chronic, let's be honest. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. I've never met anyone that's so picky as you are. True. But it, it's, it's worked out for the best, in fairness, because we've got such an amazing product from it. And we're, where you've organised it, Chris has organised it, I've designed it. Let, let's be fair, though, it wouldn't have been possible without any of the City fans donating. That's like, what it's all about. That is it, all it's, it's about. And I absolutely agree with you. The um, way we've come together, it's just been incredible. Like, I mean, we're well known as being tight gits up north. And um, that's followed me down here as well. I'm such a tight git. But <laughs> it's true, though. Tight pockets. Tight pockets. Oh, def definitely. Definitely. But like the way everyone came together and in such a short space of time as well to, to be able to generate that amount of funds to do it. And 
I, I just hope to God that come Saturday it's going to look absolutely incredible. It is, uh, it's, it's bonkers. The fundraising has been absolutely bonkers. And, you know, certain people putting a lot in um, as well, to be fair. I'm not going to name any names or embarrass anyone. But, you know, even if you put 50p in a pound, that contribution is huge. You know, there's seven and a half thousand people potentially that sit in the cop, you know, and a pound a piece would have been fantastic. So for those that have put more in, less in, whatever it has, has been, it's a contribution and you, the, you're the guys who've made it happen. So thank you so much for, for that. Uh, the TNA published an article about us, so thank you to those. Um, and BBC as well, Radio Leeds also um, put us on there as well. So that was fantastic. So thank you to Lewis for that. Um, the club are working with us as well. So I think they're going to put out a tweet possibly this week just to explain the logistics of it. So we're meeting with them tonight to discuss how we're going to do it. We think that the big flag, it's massive. It's like 18 metres by 10. If you've not seen it yet, um, there's a few teaser images on our timeline. Have a look at it. The quality is just out of this world. So just talking about that, the man who sorted this out for me is a chap called Deck Dyson, um, who works in the printing business, and he's been unbelievable um, what he's done for us. Obviously, we've paid him, <laughs> so he's happy. Um, <laughs> but he's been really sort of, he's listened to us and he's just been fantastic and made sure, like we have, that it's come out as a polished article. So as well as Andy saying that it's me, Chris and him, Deck as well has been brilliant. And yeah, yeah. you guys as well. So you're the ones really that have paid for it. So we can't thank everybody enough for the contributions. And like I say, you're paying for the uh, the the strips down the cop as well. So that will likely be on poster paper. We're thinking A3. So there's going to be half claret, half amber. Um, we want everybody to hold them all up together at the same time um, when the game's about to kick off uh, and the flag will float along possibly the bottom of the cup, we're thinking. But we'll find that out tonight and we'll discuss that in a little bit more detail and release everything to you as well, guys. So, yeah, it's exciting. I feel like this is, is added to everything that's been going on. The Mark Hughes effect has made us maybe want to come together a yeah. little bit. And everybody's in that same sort of way of feeling, aren't they, mate? Yeah, yeah. We're just we're just like riding the crest of a wave, aren't we? We're just we're just on the top, enjoying the ride while it's lasting. And I mean, if if these group of players don't walk out to Valley Parade on, on Saturday afternoon, see this display and think this is what Bradford City is about, then Nolt's going to do it. Nolt at all will be able to do it. You've got Mark Hughes on bench. You've got a massive display. You've got near enough a full house. Like, we're expecting, what, 17,000, 18,000? For League Two standards, that's incredible. It's an incredible amount. They're going to bring a couple of thousand. Atmosphere should be bouncing. It, 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 it's, if, if it doesn't get them wanting to play... For Bradford City and know what it is to play for Bradford City, then should they be playing for Israeli? Absolutely, but the, the sort of players that have come in, they all seem to relish that you know that opportunity and they yeah. want to be here and play in front of the crowds, and that's a big pull. There's a lot of pulling factors, I think, this season, especially like say the crowds, fourteen thousand in League Two, like you mentioned, is unbelievable. Let's not get past that. And people say, oh, the cheap tickets, blah blah. They're not actually that cheap anymore. Markham's are cheaper. There's other clubs that are cheaper. Uh, they are cheap, but they should be. It's not a yeah. bad thing. Season tickets should be at that sort of figure. Not £900 a season like Arsenal are charging. It's ridiculous. They should be affordable to football fans like us. And that's what makes you want to go. And then you spend money at the shops, you know, yeah. the catering, whatever you do. Um, it's just part of it. And I, I love the club for that. I think it's brilliant, the incentive there. And yeah, I don't think I'll ever stop getting a season ticket. I'd, pretty, I'd probably pay for it if it would double the price, mate. I can't lie. However, um, it just <laughs> makes it that little bit better, doesn't it, when you when you are saving a bit of money. And, and oh, yeah. For sure, yeah. Like it, I, I can't get over how opposing fans always moan at us, or you've only got the attendances because of the cheap season tickets. Do you not want that for your club? Like fo football's a working man's game at the end of the day. Like it's where it's where the working man goes to to let a load off at, at, at the end of the week. Like why 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 are we getting priced out of it? It's our game. It is it is meant for the working man. That's the whole point of it. Well, there's a famous uh, meme or phrase isn't there, that football was created by the poor and stolen by the rich. And I feel like that's very prevalent, especially when you get up to Premier League. You know, the money that's involved now at the level is unbelievable. Yeah. Whereby, where we are, it's, it feels like it is the working class sport and um, it's some something that people can get really on board with. Obviously, we've got rugby league as well, as you can see, that, that side. Uh, I'm a big rugby league fan too, but football to me is just everything. Um, I just think it's just where you, like you said, you go and you relieve that tension and just shout and you can have a, a really good time and just relax. I was saying to Chris the other day, mate, I actually love going to watch football on my own. 
Um, and he said the same. And it's because it's your own space, it's your own time. You yeah. watch the game, you're totally involved in it. You're watching everything that goes on. And I just enjoy doing it. You see things going on differently because you're not chatting to somebody next to you. You're seeing how everything moves and the players moving around. And if anybody haven't done that before, I really do recommend it. Um, just get yourself down to a game on your own and watch it, especially from a bit higher up where you can actually see the workings of the tactics. It's really yeah. interesting. Uh, I love going to football with other people as well. It's great because it's the camaraderie and you know, the laughs you have. But for me, sometimes it's just nice to get there on your own and have that time to think. So, so yeah, I mean, like we say, going back to what we're talking about, it's really exciting. Um, the media attention has been very different as well this season because of Mark Hughes. He's been on Sky Sports News of the day, Talk Sport, I've had him on. Obviously, he's on the radio all the time and just people want his opinion. And the interesting league too this season is the most it's been. And you've got the Crawley ownership as well. Um, Stockport coming up and spending money. So it feels like a lot of eyes are on, on League Two. I mean, if, if Wrexham had come up, even more so, do you know, with the ownership there, they've been bonkers, really. Well, yeah, they've got a, like an Amazon series coming out, haven't they, next season? They have, they have mate. Um, yeah, on I FX. Feel like they're, they're probably doing that with a little bit of a, an expectation to maybe you get promoted. Maybe that's the feelings towards doing it right yeah, now. It's, it's the Ryan Reynolds pull. They wouldn't have been bothered otherwise, would they? Let's be honest. They've been Absolutely. out there. No, it's, uh, it's one of them things, isn't it? But in a way, I know this sounds a bit controversial, but I wouldn't have minded if they'd have come up, you know, because I feel like it had been a massive build-up to that game. And um, But then again, the other part of me is thinking, no, don't. They're spending loads of money. Stay down where you are. <laughs> money can't buy your success, you know. But it's one of them, it? I guess it's balancing I, it out. I, I'd have liked him to come up because I, there's a couple Wrexham fans that I know down here, so banter had been all right. Thing is, last season I, I lost a lot of my local away games. Like you've, you've got your Bristol's, your Forest Greens, they've all gone up. So I've got literally it's really close by is Newport. That's that's, that's it, it next season. Mm. So I'm gonna have to travel a bit farther and wider, unfortunately. But hey, oh, that's the like pool's there, oh, the, the pool's, pool's, pool's there, always there. The pool's it always is, there. Do you know what? As well, like, when you when you start well, the pool's there more, and you think, oh, I just want to go to every game. Like oh, yeah. maybe pre-season, I want to go to every game. You, it's just impossible. Um, so for me, I'm getting married in Cyprus. If you don't already know, probably told everybody, every man and his dog. Uh, but I'll miss three games, I think, and I'm devastated about that personally. But uh, there's a couple of city fans that are going to be in Cyprus at the same time, and we've said we'll meet up and watch it, you know, on, on my fire stick or whatever. So oh, as a result. Won't be missing it. We will not be missing the games. Uh, but that that makes me feel like you do. You know, when you live far away and you're missing the games, like for me, it's 25 minutes, half an hour into Bradford yeah. for an home game, and I'm there. Whereas somebody like you, we were talking about this one with with, uh, yeah. with Bill, with Dara and Phil, yeah. In how far you live away, and it means that you can't go to games, and it is it's hard, isn't it? Missing out, you really do feel like you're missing out. Because oh man, yeah, it's, it, it 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 is hard. Like up until I moved down here, I was season ticket holder. You know, I've got so many memories. My granddad, rest his soul, um, he he was the one that took me with my grandma. Spent so many weekends with them, and to to move down here and lose all that. To be fair, it's really all that I miss about Bradford at the moment. Yeah. But like it it does feel like part of it's missing. I'm not I'm not gonna lie. And there's only so much like Twitter and stuff like that can keep you involved if that makes sense. You you do feel like you're constantly missing out. But but no this is why I'm so excited to come up on on the weekend. Like it's it's gonna be a crack in it. It is. And you know what? Like we talked about this as well last week, and I'm referring back to it, but you can watch the games on the TV all you want. You know, it's great on the TV. You can watch it, you can see everything that's going on, but there's nothing like being at a live game. The smells, the feeling that you're there, you know, when it's cold or whatever, just everything about it's just, for me, it's one of the best things about life. I know that sounds ridiculous uh, and very sort of preachy, but just to be able to go to watch a football game on a Saturday yeah. with 14,000 people that have the same thoughts as you, that want this team to win and do well. I just think it's part of something really special. And every club has that around the country, of course, in different varying degrees of fans. But I don't know. I just I just love being part of uh, Bradford City. It, 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 it is like a family, isn't it? Like, it's like you, you, go to, you go every week and whatnot and you, you've got your season ticket. And there'll be a bloke that you see every other week. You'll never speak to him. You don't know his name, but you just give him a cheeky nod and a cheeky wave because you recognise each other and then yeah. go about your business. But it's just that feeling of family. You've never met the guy. You, you don't speak to him. You don't know his name, but yeah. you acknowledge each other knowing that you're both there for the same thing. Like, And it's just having that feeling of togetherness, isn't it? 
absolutely weird. The other cool thing I like is when you go somewhere. So, like, if I go to Scarborough or Brid or even like further abroad, and you see a city shirt, yeah, it's like, what? and I say to Rachel, and my missus, there's a city. She's like, no, don't. And I want to go and speak to him straight away. And she gets really embarrassed, but for me, you get excited, don't you? Oh no, yeah, city. you know, part of the Surprise, same. It's surprising. It's like when you go abroad as well, and I see like. um you know, when you have going Irish bars or whatever, you're abroad and you see City shirt on wall yeah, or something like that. You're like, yeah. where the hell did you get that from? Yeah. Uh, you know, I, I story, don't you, behind it? Oh, like, yeah, totally. Yeah, I love that. And, and there's a picture in there of like the Dalai Lama in a, a City shirt. That's a famous one. Yeah. Um, and other people that have worn them and stuff. And yeah, I always want to know the reason behind it. And I think it's Ace. I really do. I'm Just good. our colours are so like recognisable as well. Because if you, you see a blue shirt or a white shirt, it could be anything, couldn't it? Yeah. When you see Claret and Amber, you know, you've got three teams really that it could be uh, potentially, yeah. and one of them is us. So, yeah, I love that, mate. I'll be taking my uh, my colours abroad. I might even take one at Flags, you know, and I'll put it on balcony. Do it. Um, do it. Fly it Might eye. do that. Nice little Fly bit of You've already seen a flag, I think. Yeah, I might do. I'll get. I'll sing it on karaoke, get all the uh, bashing in it. Get Timmy out, like, get Timmy <laughs> out. Make it happen, mate. Talking about that, um, a lad messaged me the other day. He went to the, uh, what game did he go to? I'm pretty sure it was the... Um, Sunderland game that he went and he saw Timmy outside after uh, and he got his signature and stuff and he said they sang the song to him mm. so he was singing the Timmy song to him and Timmy said oh I love it I love it so there we go I think he's already heard it before I'm telling he's you he has endorsed by the man himself yeah so there we go guys uh, I were actually going to come up with another chant for this particular podcast but I can't I haven't thought of anything in time because I've got a lot going on but I will get something else out there because... I, but then again, guys, I must say, I feel like I've peaked at the Odisuna one. I really do. I can't even say his name properly. Every time I say it, I say it <laughs> wrong. Uh, but the actual chant is class, uh, if I don't mind yeah, saying it. Yeah, it's going to be difficult to beat, isn't it? It is. So there we go, peaked. Maybe it's too good too soon, but leave it with me. I'll try and think of something else and I'll let Andy have a go. And anybody else, have you got any cool ones? Be original though. Don't just recycle what everybody else has got. Try to think of something new like this one. And uh, yeah, we'll try and take it far for you. So, moving on. Predictions, mate. Um, so, we're going to talk about... We're not going to go into detail of why, the what's, the why's, the who's. But we're going to um, predict what we think the table's going to be. All we're going to talk about is a top three, including the champions, which is obvious. Uh, we're going to talk about the champions, the two automatic playoffs, the um, playoff winners. And then we're going to talk about the relegations. There's two people in those spots as well. So let's talk about champions first. I'll go first, Andy, if you don't mind. Yeah. I'm going to say Bradford City, would you believe, um, that are going to be the champions uh, this season. I just got a good feeling about it. I feel like it's just the best team that we've had in a long time. The recruitment's been fantastic. There's not many weaknesses across the park. Yes, time will tell when we start the season. But for me in this league, we've got the best team, the best manager. We should be champions. Andy? Um for me, I'm not going to go with City. I'm going to Stockport. Now, the reason being, one, Stockport are spending a ton of cash. that, And you, you saw that last season as well coming up. But we're Bradford City. We don't do all easy. So, so like, I, I just don't, I don't think we're going to hit the top spot. I do think we're going to come second. I, and like like I said last week as well, I think anything less than autos is a disappointment this season with the squad we've got. But I, I think we're going to be pipped to the post by Stockport. Interesting. So Gabriel Sutton has us finishing ninth, which I found interesting. Um, so he's the football league expert. Is he though? Are you Gabriel? Not sure, mate. Because um, yeah, City are, City are flying this season. Ninth is ridiculous. It's ridiculous, mate. But to be fair, every season is pretty much bang on, but we'll forget that for now. Um, so <laughs> we'll talk about second and third. Who we think is going to finish second and third. So for me, obviously I've got Bradford at the top. Second, I've got Northampton. And third, I've got Mansfield. So again, I feel like Northampton have recruited really well. Uh, they've got a really good striker coming in from Championship Standard. I feel like he's going to do really well. And Mansfield have just been batting around there, aren't they, for the last few seasons. And I feel like they spend money. I feel like they're going to go up. This is probably different to a lot of people's predictions because people have got Stockport up there, Swindon, even Walsall and teams like that. For me, those are my top three. So Bradford first, Northampton, Mansfield. Andy? Uh, for me, I like to say Stockport, they've been spending a fortune, aren't they, over the last couple of seasons as well. And they just look organised. They've, they've got a, a, a nice core squad there that, that's gelled. And I reckon they will take take the league by storm on the first attempt. Um, City in second for me. Um, 
like I say, we, we, we all know we've recruited well. It's whether we can get it to gel. Um, and then third, I've got Northampton. Like you said, they, they, they've recruited well, to be fair. And we've got championship striker and standard striker coming in. So, yeah, that, that's my top three, Stockport, City, Northampton. Okay, playoff winners though for me. Now, this is a good other curveball for people. People might not think it is, but I think Salford. I feel like they've they've just spent money on the over the last few seasons and they just don't seem to have it at, at, at the end. And I feel like this season they're going to have a really good season, get into the playoffs, and I feel like they're going to have the quality to, to get there and get over the line. Um, again, people might think, why? They, they just screw up every season. But I just got a feeling this season that's going to be different. And, you know... These traditional teams, I guess, um, are going to struggle a little bit more, which we'll talk about later. But I do think Salford are going to win the playoffs, Andy. Uh, for me, I, I can't. Salford spend money every year, don't they? We, we, we all saw the profits and losses when they released the financials last season. How they're not getting sanctioned by the EFL is un, unbelievable, to be honest. But that's a story for a different day, I suppose. Um, for me, Mansfield. Like you said, we are autos prediction. Um, that they've been batting about. I think they'll just miss out on the autos to Northampton, um, and they'll win playoffs by finishing fourth as well. I'll tell you what's unusual, mate. They're very similar. Then, then predictions are very similar. There's three mm. teams there, you know, that we've talked about together, and uh, that's interesting. The only difference is Stockport um, and Salford. I think. Where, where do you reckon Stockport are going to finish? I think they'll be top curiosity. ten. I think people are just getting too excited about them. I know usually what happens is when sometimes when they come up from National League, they kick on again. But you don't always see it. And I just feel like everybody's building them up too much. They've got a good fan base, by the way. They've sold like five and a half thousand season tickets, which I think it's the second best at this level. And I love playing them. And um, we've had some really good games against them over the years. But I feel like everybody's just going all in on them a little bit too much. And they've not been in League Two um, for years um, in the in the Football League pyramid. So... I don't know. I feel like they're not going to hit the ground running as what people think they are. You, you, you say that they've not been in League Two standard for years, which is fair enough, but you've got to look at the National League now. That's standard. The money that's getting thrown about there, the, 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 they say it's non-league football, but it is, the, 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 the National League is a decent league now. It's, it's, it's not far off, if not better, than League Two in terms of money being thrown about as well. So... They, they, their players will have had some sort of inkling of what to expect this season by playing in the National League. But no, I get I get where you're coming from. It's essentially, um, I agree with you up to a point because it is like a League 3 now. The quality in there is, is mm. top, especially the top 10 teams, I'd say. Um, but it's not quite as good, I wouldn't suggest. I feel like there is a step up. Um, and that's just my thinking about Stockport. I don't feel like they're going to... But I'm gonna, there's going to be some worse predictions in a minute that people are going to laugh at, so we'll get to that. But i just got a feeling that they're not going to do as well as people think, mate. I really don't. Fair enough. So what are you thinking for relegation? So, yeah. So this one's first one, pretty obvious. Uh, I'm going to go with Barrow. I feel like they've had the season in the League 2 now and um, they struggled in, uh, towards the end of it. And I've just got a feeling that they're just going to go down. The setup there is quite low level. I don't mean any offence by that, but when you compare with some of the other teams in the in the league, the budget will be very low, um, and I feel like they're going to get found out. It will be between them and Harrogate for me for one of the spots. The other one though is going to surprise a few people. I'm going to put Swindon in there. And there's good, there's quite a few Swindon fans that listen to this podcast, and I had done that just for the reaction from you. I promise you. <laughs> um, I've just got a feeling that last season you massively overachieved. Um, I think a lot of people had you down for finishing right at the bottom of the table. Um, you've lost a lot of key players. I know there's some excitement of some of the players that you've brought in, but I don't think they're of massive quality. Um, and I've just got a feeling like the core's gone. I know they've kept hold of McCurdy so far. He could potentially go. If he hits the ground running again, he could be gone in January. So I've got a feeling Swindon are going to struggle. And people laugh at that. I'm probably the only person in, out of anybody in the Football League that will suggest that they're going to finish there. Because there is some poor teams at the bottom end of uh, League Two. We should talk about Harrogate and people like that. Hartlepool potentially as well. But for me, I'm going to put Swindon in there. So, Andy, thoughts um, on that, mate, and then your two. I mean, it's a bit left field, is that, pal? <laughs> I'm not going to lie. Um, yeah, I don't agree. <laughs> not a chance. I, I don't. I don't think they'll be. Excuse me. <coughs> ah, sorry. No, I don't. I don't think they'll be. Um, challenging anywhere near the top this season 
but uh, it's been harsh as that, pal. I, I don't think it is. I don't I, I, you know what. Look at that lit season we had in League One. Who'd have had us, you know, finishing the bottom of the league pretty much, you know, when we, we went up and we had that positive team, we spent so much money. It, you just never know. You never know until it begins. But for me, I just feel like there's things going on there that we don't know about. Obviously, Garner's come in and stole all the sort of the best players, really, let's be honest, um, leaving McCurdy there. And they've done a little bit of recruitment, but I just don't think it's enough. There's a lot of youngsters there, mate. Um, and it would very much concern me for a Swindon fan. Maybe I'm being harsh, but it's my Time opinion. Will tell. Time we'll will tell. We'll come back to this. They'll be champions, won't they? We'll come back to this next year. Uh, <laughs> and all Swindon fans will be posting this to me. But it's not to upset you guys. It's just my honest opinion. And oh, you're I'm definitely getting pelters for it. I'm going to. Bill will come at me. Ben will come at me. Fine guys, <laughs> come at me. It's fine. Just don't. Just make sure I can still stay at your spot when I come down to watch uh, City away. <laughs> so go on, Andy. Let us know about your. Um, for me, my, mine are more sort of like. To be expected, not left field like yours. Um, for me, I've gone Colchester um, and Carlisle and both pretty much for the same reason. Every season, they end up hovering around. Um, and I just think this season, they, they, they're going to bite the dust. It, it's, it's, got to, it's got to be inevitable for me, to be honest. I think Carragher have just about enough about them to stay up. Let's be honest; they're going to get six points against us. So, <laughs> but, but uh, uh, they've become a bit of a bogey, aren't they? Let's, mm. let's be fair. Um, but yeah, Colchester for me. I mean, I, they're not a small club, but it it, it just seems like the the con, the constantly lose the way every season. And Carlisle, they they always have a really good patch somewhere in the season. They always have a cracking patch. Where it looks like they might even make a, a jump for for playoffs or whatever, but for some reason it just dwindles away, and and it, it's like jumping off a cliff dwindling. It's not a slow curve; they just drop. Um, so I reckon Carlisle are going to fish bottom. We call okay. it hovering, hovering just above them, and then you might have your Harrogates and whatnot just in a bit of a battle with them for it. it I reckon it's not going to be. Slam dunk points wise, like they're going to be going down on seven points or whatever. Yeah. I reckon it's going to be really close and probably go to the last day. I think it's going to be a close league this year. Interesting. Okay, mate. So that's our predictions then for this next season. So yeah, come at us, tell us we're wrong, let us know. And um, we'll put that out on Twitter as well. We'll tweet the tables that we're thinking. I'll get Chris to tweet us as well because that'll be interesting to see because he'll have Crawley up there. I know he will because he's a crypto <laughs> boy. Um, so we'll uh, we'll get those out there as well. Um, just on predictions as well, just before I move on the agenda a little bit, um, let's talk about our predictions for the starting eleven for City then going into the first game. So me and Andy are together now, we're going to devise a first eleven together of what we think is going to start. Just to keep things nice and simple, we're going to go with a 4-2-3-1. It's one of the main formations that Mark Hughes has played with, at least starting a game. We do know that that moves throughout the game, which we'll talk about. So goalkeeper, I think that one's pretty obvious, mate, but yeah. let me know what your goalkeeper is. <laughs> Harry Lewis. Yeah, totally agree. I don't think there's any move in that one, is there, at the minute? No. Um, we've got some. We've got Colin Doyle, obviously, in the background, and um, young Heath Richardson as well. But Harry Lewis so far has looked solid, hasn't he? I, I really like him, I do. Uh, I think it, it's everything we've been missing, um, the way he's commanding his area, the way, the way he can handle the ball with his feet. Uh, I think we've missed a lot of that, to be fair. He seems really calm and composed and his, his decision-making, he seems to know when he needs to punt it forward. Yeah, And I think having like the likes of Vidane Oliver in, in the team as well, like it'll just, it gives us that outlet for when we're not playing it out front back. So, uh, yeah, he's, yeah, he's got to start out all day long for me. Well, that's probably the easiest one so far, potentially. <laughs> um, there's another one that's going to be easy, but that one's very easy. So we'll talk right back. So just talk before we talk about this one, um, for me, I think Frelkeld over the last couple of games has been a breath of fresh air. Um, he's obviously had a really good pre-season. Um, I feel like somebody's taken him under their wing a little bit, Mark Hughes, Glenn Hodges, and just said, look, mate, go and play football and do your best. And, you know, he's had a couple of stinkers. He did a couple of bits at York away. But I think what you'll find is that he's obviously um, quite nervous when he's on the pitch um, and obviously very conscious of some of the stick he's been given and things like that. And for me, it's time to leave off that a little bit and just see how he does. Um, that said, I don't think he's going to be the starting right back, but I don't think he's horrendous backup to have, you know. 
Whether he's going to be at the start of the season, we don't know. But I felt like he's had a couple of good games and he's shown what he's about. Uh, but right back for me, Halliday. Any thoughts yeah. on that, Andy? Um, going back to Al Cowell, I, I think he's had a really good preseason from the games that I've seen. Um, he, he is the epitome of a confidence player, though, isn't he? Um, if, if he's got a bit of a spring in his step, he's not afraid to take on a man. But you could see the fact that he was terrified to take take a shot against Sunderland when the goal were gaping. Um and that that was purely down to confidence. But if whoever has taken him under his wing or whether it's just the whole squad coming so close together so quickly that he feels comfortable around the lads and whatnot, then he, he could do bits for us this season. If if he's not going anywhere, um he's not done himself any harm at trying to nail down um a defensive spot, but He's not going to start. Let, let's let's be honest. It's got to be Alliday, hasn't it? Alliday all day long, mate. Um, I mean, I've I've only seen him a couple of times, and I just like how attacking he is. It's 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 a breath of fresh air to have someone bombing. Yeah, totally agree. Just a bit more on Felkeld as well. What I'll do is I'll hold my hands up and I'll say that over the last sort of podcasts that we've done in the spaces, I've given him a lot of stick, um, and I feel quite guilty about that to be honest with you, but. Then again, I feel as a football fan, you should always criticise people's performances on the pitch. But when it comes a little bit toxic and too much and it's really affecting the performance, that's going to not that's not going to help anybody. It's not going to help us if yeah. he's playing for us on the pitch. It's not going to help him as a person. So I feel like we've probably got to be a little bit you know, considerate of that. And I'm not telling anybody what to do, but just for me personally, I've had a bit of a revelation and I feel like it's probably been a bit harsh. And like I say, he's coming into his own a little bit. So give him a fresh slate if we can. See how he does, and let's see if he has a good season for me. Well, yeah, I, I put a tweet out about uh, about it the other day, like when he was getting pelters. Um, he, he got booed onto the field, and no player wants to wear that, even in a preseason friendly when you're coming onto the pitch. And I, I, I'd be the first person to all man's up, and I've, I've effed and jeffed about him all day long when he's had a really crap performance. But as football fans, we're well entitled to that opinion. That that is part and parcel of football at the end of the day. But so I, I go for it. If he has a shit game, vent it. Like it's it's as simple as that. But on the flip side, if if he's played all right, don't use him as a scapegoat. No need for it. Mm. And if you can see a, if you can see that the guy is genuinely just gone of confidence because of all the stick that he's getting. Yeah, just have a bit of human compassion, isn't it? And it did. Just have a bit of think. Have a think to yourself and be like, does he really need me to tell him that he's been crap when yeah. he he obviously knows it already? Totally agree. Totally agree. And I just feel like it just sometimes it crosses that line into toxicity, and it just doesn't help anybody. And we've just got to be mindful of that. If he's had a bad game, say on Twitter, he's had a bad game. Yeah, whatever. But don't attack his attack his character. Or no, he's obviously not here to not try. There's there's games where you thought. Come on, um, especially at Rafa Park Avenue away. Um, but I think that's more down to maybe how he's feeling personally. But we're not going to get into that because we don't know the ins and outs. But yeah, just wish him all the best for the season. Um, so centre-backs, Andy. This one's a little bit more difficult, but I feel like over the last couple of weeks, Mark Hughes's thoughts might be a bit more obvious to us. And I probably agree as well. Um, I don't like saying this about my boy, Timmy, <laughs> but I think that we're going to have Matty Platt yeah. and Critchlow at centre-backs. Yeah. They've both looked very solid. There's been a couple of bits, but the League Two defenders, but I feel like they're going to probably be our starting two. Um, although, does he want a bit of leadership and have Songo in that back four, maybe? But my Platt's quite vocal. He's a big lad. He wins everything. Um, and Critchwell's just like a Rolls Royce, passing the ball out. Um, they're both very good at passing the ball. Songo, I think that's part of his game that isn't as good. He panics sometimes. So they're my two centre-backs. But we'll talk about Andy. Would you change any of those? I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't. Um... Obviously, Tim has missed all the preseason outings. Um, so whether he's he's ill or injured, I'm not quite sure which. He's got a bit of work to do and fight his way into the team, I suppose. But right now, no, I, th- I think I think it it picks itself. Songo, I I love him for the fact that he doesn't. He, he's not afraid to literally throw himself and take yourself out of the game to make sure that that ball's not crossing that line. I love that. But his passing, you, you look at that pass that Critchlow did um, 
I can't remember what game it was. North Sunderland, um, York, York, where where he he, he slotted it straight through yeah. for angle. Yeah, it, that that vision is what we need, especially in the system that he wants to play out from. You know as well, it won't it won't a long ball over the top. It was not along the it, floor. It, I saw the gap straight through it. It was beautiful. The, the weight on that pass was just it was beautiful. It was gorgeous. I loved it. And me, me and Liam, I was sat next to Liam actually, and we saw it live, and we both looked at each other like, wow. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I, don't, I just don't think you can change him. But how nice is it that, and we'll talk about Songo in a second, but you've got Odisuna and Songo behind those two centre-backs. So yeah. the, the two, at least League Two quality centre-backs, and you've got that depth now. Um, Songo, do we think that he is now a centre-back for us, not midfielder? Yeah. Um, I, thought, I, I thought that last season, to be honest. Um, I've not rated him ever in midfield. When he's been in a Bradford City shirt, I've not seen, I'd not seen much of him beforehand. But in a Bradford City shirt, Seeing him at centre back, he he looks comfortable. He looks like he knows what he's doing, and like I say, he's not afraid to throw himself in front of the ball. But in midfield, I I just don't think he's got the touch and the pass to 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 be that person. Don't get me wrong, he's a unit, absolute unit, but I just don't think he's got that finesse that you need to be a midfielder. I, I love him, like you said. He throws himself in front of things. He's just like a battering ram at times, and I love the guy, but. Feel like there's better quality in the squad now, and we might not see him as much as we did last season. Left back, then. Um, this one's probably a bit of a tricky one. I think personally, Matty Folds will start because Rydall's still out, but Matty Folds had a good pre season as well. Let's be honest. I, I, I rate him. Um, uh, unpopular opinion with some, I'm sure. Don't get me wrong, I like Rydall's, but um, I thought throughout the season, Matty Folds came on leaps and bounds last season. And uh, like at the start of the season, he was terrified to play in front of a crowd at City. And he seems to be coping a lot better with the bigger numbers now. And for me, he, we, we need to back him. He, he's a local boy. He under, he supports the club, for God's sake. He knows what it is to be Bradford City. So if we can get behind him and if he can do the business and keep Rydalge out of the team, then all power to him. Absolutely. And again, competition for places, two solid left-backs yeah. really at League 2 level. I know I've been saying over weeks that I feel like we need more um, at full-back and right-back I feel that's sorted now. Left-back, I'm quite happy with it. Um, it might be our possibly weakest area when you look at the team, but I'm not overly concerned about it. And I feel like between them both, they can do the job. So, midfield. So, let's just say that we're going to go on a two at the minute. Um, now, one of them picks herself, Smallwood. No arguments there. Yeah. Okay, we're not even going to talk about that one. World class, not world class, but very good. Uh, top player, we like him. Con controls the play. York, he was unbelievable. Um, I was watching him the whole game. He controlled it defensively, offensively. Love him. Um, next to him, what do you think about Ryan East? I've not seen much of him, so my opinion's not going to be great, like fully valid, I suppose. I, I think if... Levi's fit, I'd play Levi. Really? Okay. Um, um, over East at this moment. Purely purely on the basis, I've seen more of Levi. And I just, I, I love Levi's son. I, I think yeah. his energy is fantastic. And in sort of like, in the formation that we're going for, he needs to be able to get up. At, you, you, need, you need everything, really. And I've seen more of Levi's son. That's purely yeah. my reasoning for it. I've not seen much of East. Okay, so we're going to fall out here. Um, so, so for me, I think Reese, uh, sorry, Ryan East has had a fantastic preseason. Um, I wasn't expecting much from him at all. I'm a bit worried actually about him. He looks young. He looks lightweight. I thought we were going to struggle with the crowds. He's been the one player out of the whole of the signs that we've made who has really, really surprised me. Um, he just seemed really good. Really, like on the pitch, he's a different animal. Mm. Uh, and I think he's going to start. But the, the, again, looking at that midfield, you've got your depth with Sutton in there that can come on. You know, potentially Songo as well. Um, Key and Scales potentially can play there. Gilly as well. Gilly in that defensive. Scales, Scales has had a good a good preseason as well when he, he's made impacts. I think he could see a fair fair bit of game time this season. Absolutely, that depth is terrifying because Gilly for me, Gilly in that defensive midfield position is brilliant. And I feel like when he comes back um, over whatever his his injury is, the concern he's got. I feel like it's going to be him and Smallwood in that middle because he works so hard, does, does yeah. Gilead, and he gets a lot of abuse for whatever reason. But I feel like that position really suited him. Even wing-back, we were good at as well. But I feel like that defensive midfield position alongside another one will suit him because what we see is when we're playing, 
Smallwood drops into that little hole in behind when you, your fullbacks go forward, and it, it's like you've got a back three when we seem to be attacking. Whether that we're going to see that throughout the season, we don't know, but that seems to be what's happening at the moment, which means that the other midfielder, whether that's East, Sutton, whoever, can go forward a little bit yeah. as well, you know, sit in that middle. Um, so we'll see. But so you're going Sutton, I'm going East. So we'll, we'll just leave it at that. I feel like we're not going to agree. So we're going to leave it. <laughs> Otherwise, we'll never get done. So that's the two side, the three and behind then. What we're going there? Uh, it's, for me, it's Walker. Um, that picks itself. That that yeah. position for me picks itself. That like number ten in behind Jamie Ch Walker, Chapman and Odisebe. It's Sebe. Yes, again, another one that surprised me. That Odisebe, 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 whatever you want to say. It. We'll get it right. He's, 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 he looks hungry for it, doesn't he? Massively, and it just looks lively at times. It doesn't always come off because he, he tries, you know, things. Yeah. Um, but I feel like he's sort of cemented his position over pre-season and he's started pretty much every game and he's looked quality. Um, so you'd go Chapman, Walker, Osadibi. At this moment, yeah. Right. Yeah. East is obviously injured. Um, we thought we might see him again. Um, bit of a concern that he's injured again. Shame for him because I'm sure he wants to play and I really want to see him. I really yeah. do. Um, but then you've got your Jake Youngs in behind. Uh, you've got your Keen Arrets. There's so much depth in behind. But I feel yeah. like that front three that you've just mentioned, I'd agree with. Um, I feel like that's probably going to be the strongest in behind at the moment. Um, but Chapman, I feel like he might work better as number 10. But there's no way he's getting near Jamie Walker at the minute. He's just no. been... To be fair, I, I, th I think it's going to be a really fluid behind, you know behind that mean? central striker. I reckon they're all just going to be moving around um, really dynamically into different positions so i reckon you will see chapman in a number 10 and walk her out on this on on the left and walk her out on the right or to say be moving in uh, i reckon it's going to be really dynamic mm. like top four well i'm just going to throw a curveball in here because i've had a bit of a um a realization liangle's not in there now for me i love liangle i think he's quality um and i feel like he might be the man that starts over chapman i do Ooh. I feel like he might be on left, Walker in middle, and maybe Osadebi on the right, or whichever, cross him over. I feel like Angle's very much in Mark Hughes' plans, and he's the man that might start. I, I think he's going to start with Angle up top against Dunk. Yeah, not Oliver. But, no, but then when it comes to Oliver getting... Uh, purely because Oliver's not up to speed, he's not spent as much time with team and whatnot. True. And then I think Angle might, especially for winning, struggle to get in the team. And I, I love the Angle, but I I, I think if, if he's not a winger for me, it, it, his best place is up top and making them run so you've got your Critchlows that can just pass a, a sweet ball through like that. Stop um, it. Stop. It's too early. <laughs> it, would be, it would be beautiful, though. I know. It, 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 were, it were incredible. Like that, that, that is higher league standard. Like that, that, that sort of vision is the sort of stuff you see in the Premier League and yeah. Championship. So, so the boy, the boy Critchlow, he he has got that vision going for him, and yeah. you need. I'd, I'd, and I think Oliver is going to struggle because he's more of a target man. I think he might struggle getting to them sort of balls as well. Potentially, um, I mean, he give a lot of fouls away. Um, as far as I'm aware, as well at Chesterfield, he was giving a lot of fouls away, and he just doesn't seem fit as yet. Um, so, yeah, I think you could be right. Do we see Angle up top to start with? Or even Cook, we're forgetting about Andy Cook as well. Obviously, I'm not going to go into detail on that one because, you know, people... I don't know, people slate me for my opinions on Andy Cook, but I just don't think he's quite there. But I'm not going to go into it. But, again, look at the depth <laughs> you've got there, Andy. It's just... Yeah, crazy, it's incredible, mate. It's you know, incredible. I don't, I... You can't just pick your first 11 like that. You've got to debate and think in your own head. Really? Is that quite right? Mental. I'd like. I wouldn't mind seeing Harrow up top as well, yeah, like, like on his him. own. Do you know what? Him and Young link up really well. Um, and I've said this before when we were playing at York away. They were just knew where. Do you know, like York and Cole used to be in players like that? They know where yeah. each other are and where they need to be. They had that sort of connection. Um, and I ain't seen that city for years. Um, between two players, that's an interesting one to watch. Um, whether they're going to start or not, don't think so. But. We'll see him more this season as it goes along. Yeah. And again, that depth is just very exciting. So we'll leave the predictions there because we can talk about it for hours and hours, but that's going to be our 11. So I'll just go through it now. Bit of a disagreement, but anyway. We're going to go Harry Lewis in net. Halliday, right back. We've got Platt and Critchlow at centre-back. And we've got Folds at left-back. In front of the back four, we've got Smallwood, 
and either East or Sutton. I'm going East. Andy's going Sutton. Sutton. The three then in behind, you've got Jamie Walker in the middle. On the left-hand side, we've got either Angle or Chapman, potentially. The right-hand side, we've got Osadabi. There could be the other way around, but that's fine. And then up front, we've either got Angle or Vidane Oliver. So that's our 11 for the first take, first game, which is very exciting, 11, and we can't wait. So we're going to move on a little bit. And now we're going to talk about the third kit very quickly. Not out yet. We're hoping it's going to be out this week. Um, you can see by our background on the video, if anybody's watching, that we've put it in a blue colour. Um, so we're hoping that the away kit's going to be blue because we're a big fan of the blue kits. We don't know that for certain, um, but I'd like to hope it might be. Um, we don't know any rumours about that. I think a couple of people said they think it's blue. Some people said pink. Don't know. Could be all. We're hoping blue, aren't we, Andy? I'm, I'm hoping blue, especially with colours that we've got. I, I, I'm hoping that it's going to be... So like an, uh, a bit like the, um, do you remember Beaver kit with collar yes. yeah. and V-net that Adenio wore? I'm, yeah. I'm hoping it's going to be a bit of an ode to that, to be fair, because yeah. I, I, I thought that kit was stunning. It's one of my favourite kits of all time. Yeah, but then again, look what they've done with that away kit. They've totally surprised us. So literally this third kit could be anything. So... I, yeah, I mean, that the, the away kit for me, it, it, it's, it's nice. It's a nice, smart kit, but it's not, it's not up there with my favourites. I'm not going to lie. Yeah, I'm going to disagree with you, mate. I've thought about it long and hard. <clears throat> I saw it in person. It's not for me. I just can't get my head around it. I just, um, I know some people love it. It's very Marmite. It's very Marmite. Mm. Not for me. So Did I'm hoping it? they're going to bring it back with this third kit. And there's obviously, they're trying to launch a goalkeeper kit as well. They're making a big deal about it. That's the other one that's online. We might see that early this week. So I think it's Claret and Amber, the goalkeeper kit. So it's likely to be a new way or a third kit. But that's meant to be very nice and very different. So we'll see what comes about with that one. It's obviously not going to have a collar on because it's a goalkeeper kit and generally they don't. But that's another one to keep an eye on. But yeah, we're hoping blue out, mate. We'll agree yeah. on that. Yeah, I want blue. And we're hoping it's going to be this week um, before the end of the season because we're playing Grimsby this season, which means that we're going to likely wear the third kit at least once away um, because obviously we can't wear black and white and we can't wear stripes because of the clashes uh, on people that colourblind, things like that. So um, we're going to look at the next thing on the agenda, which is tattoos, which you might be thinking, why are you talking about tattoos? So I'm personally a lover of tattoos. I know Andy is as well. Um, so we're talking about footballers with tattoos. Nowadays, it's very, very commonplace for them to have tattoos all over their arms and things like that. At one point in time, it were very much rugby league players that had tattoos and things like that. But yeah, footballers are full of them now, mate, aren't they? Is, yeah. Do you think a lot of them just get them because they think that it's what footballers get and it's part and parcel of it? Or do you think a lot of them get it because it means that it's to them? What are your thoughts? Uh, I, I I don't know. Um, I think everyone's got their own reasons for wanting to do it. Um, like all, all the tattoos I've got, each one's got some sort of significance to me. Um, I didn't get it just, just because it sounded fun. Um, but it's very addictive, isn't it? It, oh, it is. I, I love it. I, I love having a tattoo. But um, no, footballers. It's. I think a lot of them do. Like um, biggest one that gets talked about is Ray Sterling's tattoos. Now I can't. I can't stand him as a player and whatnot. But his tattoos mean something to him, so I'll never slate him for that, regardless yeah. of whether it's a gun or whatever. Like, yeah. and and he shouldn't be picked up on it. Like what what you choose to put on your skin, why is that anybody else's business? Absolutely, I totally agree with you. Unless it's maybe hateful and it's sort of well, you know, yeah. If it's hate, if it's hate stuff, I mean, you don't want to put a swash sticker on your arm, but exactly. But like, if it's got some sort of meaning to you, then who, who are we to judge what what someone puts on their own body? Totally agree. You know, like I think the thing is, we're probably biased here. We can't argue with each other because we both like tattoos. Um, <laughs> Chris does as well, so I'd be struggling to anybody who argues. But for me. I love them. Um, I've got a couple of silly ones. I've got a, a turtle on my arm that I got from my mate in um, Zante on my stag do. We just so, just a memory though. It's still a memory to me. Well, yeah. It might not be the best tattoo ever, but it's a memory, um, and we enjoyed getting it together. And I've got a full leg with tattoos. Uh, I've got a Crash Bandicoot um, Aku Aku on my leg. That's like, amazing. What is that? That is amazing. Yeah. You're a bugger guy. Yeah, the bugger. Do you know what? It's funny because I got it done at a convention in Blackpool, and uh, people were walking past me and I was getting it done, and this girl went. Oh, look, it's Ugga Bugga in front of all the mates. <laughs> Everyone knows it as Ugga Bugga, but it's not. It's yeah. not that wacko, but Ugga Bugga's like the, what everybody knows. It's, as, a, so, it's yeah. a noise he makes, isn't it, when you get it? Yeah. But that's exactly. the Ugga doesn't it, when he goes. And yeah. I used to like the, uh, me and my sister used to love the, the racing, cross-team racing, that were our favourite. Um, and when you got him, you were like, 
unbeatable. You know, you just, <laughs> just flew through and smashed everybody out of the way. But yeah, I love it. That's one of my favourite tattoos, actually. I mean, it's it's probably the most ridiculous, I guess you might say, but it's just a bit of fun. It's colour. It's on my leg. I'll, I'll put a picture of it if anybody's interested. But yeah, big fan of that one. Um, I'm going to get a couple when I'm abroad. So me and Alas are going to get one in Cyprus when we get married. So we're going to get one there. Um, my sister was at the Ariana Grande concert. Oh. So, yeah, so we're going to get a B, me, her and my mum. So when they're back from, funny enough, my sister lives in Australia um, and my mum lives in Mercia in Spain. So they're all coming back over here for the wedding to then go to Cyprus. So when they're back, we're all going to go and get the B because it's been a long time coming. So that's very significant to all of us. Yeah. Um, luckily, she she didn't get any injuries or anything, um, but very poignant to us because it was a very awful, scary day for a lot of people. So, yeah. So there's a lot of meanings, you know, with people's tattoos. There's not always a story behind it. Just people like the art of it. But, yeah, we're both fans, aren't we, mate? Yeah, so yeah. We just like it. And, yeah. And on the subject of tattoos, before we do move on, <laughs> um, I've been speaking to Jamie Walker quite a bit. Um, top guy, by the way. And he's really bought into being at Bradford and living in Bradford or Leeds, wherever he's living. But he loves it. He really has his family coming down and moving down here. And he's just buying into the project. And that's, first of all, what you want as a player rather than renting Massive. a flat in Leeds and whatever, short term. Um, but he's a tattoo man. He's got tattoos on his arm. And I was talking to him. And he said to me, I didn't even actually bring this up, but he said to me jokingly at first, um, if Bradford, if we go up this season, I'm getting a City tattoo. And uh, I went, right, okay, let's just rewind a minute. So <laughs> can we just agree now that you're going to get a Bradford City tattoo if we go up? And we had a conversation. And it turned out that anyway, we made a deal that if we do go up this season, which we will, maritime. He's going to get a logo of Bradford City somewhere on his body, and I'm going to get a picture of uh, him with the trophy. I'm holding it up or like behind him or something like holding it. So, so yeah, that's the agreement we've got, and uh, I'm looking forward to that. I am, and I, I think it um, when I see it. yeah, it's it's cool, mate. I, I, I'd get to it every week if I could afford it. To be honest, I love them. Um, I think me and Chris have got a bet as well that we'll probably talk about in the coming weeks about a tie with. If uh, I don't know, the so it's you know the Adam versus Chris that we have going on. Yeah, well, I think you need to have a decent, a yeah. decent forfeit at end. And yeah, whoever loses, like it. the city event logo or something. We can't do a Leeds badge or something like that because that'd be horrendous. So maybe just the city event logo or like Ian Ormanroyd's face or some tattoo. Um, or something. Silly tattoos. Like um, I, I've still got a bet on. I still need to do it. Um, but I had a bet on my mate. Obviously, being down here, he were a Swansea fan, and. Yeah. Um, we made a bet for City Swansea Capital Cup final. Whoever yep. loses has to get the opposite's badge on their ass. Oh. Um, so I, st I still haven't done it. I should hold, I should hold my hands up and get it done. To be fair, but yeah, I need to get a Swansea Swan tattooed on my ass. Like that Swansea shitty. Yes. <laughs> oh, it's gonna be week. all the shitty, mate. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but just for anybody that doesn't have a tattoo, what I will say is it, it bloody hurts. Um, but. Yeah, just just be careful if you do want to go for one because you might get that needle might hit your skin. You might think, no, not for me. <laughs> um, it does hurt. So if people tell you it doesn't and it's nice pain, they're full of hot air because it does hurt. But it's for me, it's always worth it in the end. Um, yeah. So yeah. Anyway, that's tattoo talk over with. So this weekend, I went up to um, Peniston Hill um, and met up with the guys from Trust Time Talk. Um, so they run a Twitter page that's all about mental health and supporting people with mental health. They're not, they're just a charity organisation. They don't sort of offer any professional support. It's just more, if you want to chat to them, they're there for you. For me, I think it's unbelievable. Love it. We did a space about it last week, if you want to listen back to it. So Charlie organised it. He actually drove all the way from Rotherham, where he lives now, he's a City fan, to come to the walk at 10 o'clock on Sunday morning, which I thought was fantastic. Um, there were seven of us this week that turned up. Um, we've got a picture that I retweeted, um, which were nice. And um, we had a girl that came and we had then six lads that turned up. And we just, we set off from Howarth at the Moor and we went up to Bronte Waterfalls and then up to Top Withens, um, which is at the top where uh, the Bronte sisters got the, the, wrote the book or whatever, got the inspiration yeah. to write the books. Um, but do you know what? It was absolutely lovely day. Um, just people talking about everything really from city to personal life to whatever. There's no pressure for anybody to come. If you feel like joining us, please do can be anonymous, whatever you want. It's just for people to get out, get some fresh air. And we find that when you walk in, you just end up talking about, you know, all sorts of stuff and it makes you feel better. Um, personally, I don't know about you, what you've, your thoughts on it, Andy, but for me, love it. 
um, for for me, like if I if I could have been there, it'd be a bit of an extra walk for me to get a player mind. Um, <laughs> but uh, no, I'm I'm all for it. Any any sort of mental health, I've had my own battles. I'll I'll I'm quite happy to openly admit that now. For a long time, I wasn't happy to admit that I've got battles and personal demons. But if if it helps you, and you don't even have to talk about it when you're on these walks or whatever, but just getting out with some like-minded folk, it's going to do you world of good regardless. So I, I, I'm, I'm all for it, mate. And I applaud you all for doing it, to be fair. So, totally agree, mate. And again, even if you don't suffer for any sort of mental health, just if you want to come and walk with us, please do. Um, we're just City fans. We, we try to do it Sunday, so it's like the day after the game, so we can talk about the game and things like that. And it was just it was just nice. I didn't, I've not met these people before. I knew one of the guys um, before that, that turned up and, we all just got on, you know, there were no pressure. If, Like I say, if you don't want to talk, even if you just want to come and walk with us, just listen to me because I'll talk for England, as you'll know by doing these podcasts. <laughs> so, yeah, there's no pressure. But if you do want to join us, um, 10 o'clock on Sunday mornings. Um, at the minute, we're going to do it at Penniston in the car park with me at the bottom. Um, so if you want to join us, if you don't know where you're going or you want any support getting up there, just drop me a message or the guys at Trust Time Talk on Twitter. They'll uh, give you some advice on that one. So, yeah, good success. Thank you for organising that, Charlie. Get my teeth back in. It was fantastic, mate. Loved it. So, thank you. Lastly, Andy. I, I believe we got an award. We did. We What's did, that, mate. then? What would you do for that, then? Did you sell yourself? So, <laughs> yeah, I wish. I don't actually <laughs> wish. Um, so, yeah, uh, funnily enough, uh, a lot of City fans, um, for whatever reason, well, thank, thankfully, anyway, they nominated us for an award. It's called the Fan Hub App. Um, and it's basically an app that all fans can join. Uh, you can support your club on there. You can get like free drinks. You can win things on there, stuff like that. Um, and we got um, voted as the game changer of the month. I'm reading it. I'm going to hold it up in a second. So we got voted as the game changer of the month for June. The main reason that we were awarded this is due to the fundraiser for the display that we're doing. And just for bringing fans together, apparently. We hope we have done that and supported that in some way. So this is the award that was sent through in the post. It's going to hold it oh, up. Really? I know some of you won't oh, be able to nice, see it. That, isn't it. Yeah, it's pretty cute, isn't it? Nice yeah, colours, yeah. a bit of uh, you know ombre going on. Um, yeah, so that's the, that. that's the award, as you can see. So we got voted for that for June. I'm going to put it up here somewhere behind me. Um, so yeah, thank you for anyone who voted for us for that. Um, it means a lot to us. It's the first award that we've won. Probably the only award that we'll win <laughs> ever. Um, <laughs> but thank you anyway, because it is very nice for something to come in the post like that. Um, and hopefully we are doing a good job. We're, we're closing on 2,000 followers on Twitter. Um, Facebook's growing as well by the day. Um, and the podcasts are getting listened to a lot far and wide. We had a really good guest on last week. We're hoping to get a really good one on for the next uh, one as well. There's a lot more to come from this event as a podcast and as a collective. We're hoping to maybe get some players interviewed and things like that over the season and work with the club. So we're very excited about it. Thank you for everybody that is supporting us and being positive. If you don't like it, that's fair enough. Not everybody is going to like it or like us as people. It's just life. Um, so that's totally fine. But for those that are liking it, thank you for, for all the support and thank you for continuing to listen. And thank you to you, Andy, as well. So Andy's no behind way. a lot of the visuals that you see. So if you think the shit, it's him that's done it. <laughs> I'm totally kidding because they're, they're great. And without Andy, we'd be struggling. So thank you so much for all you do, mate, in the, in the, in the background. We don't give you enough credit. Um, I like to give myself all the credit. That's how it works, you see. Yeah, you just want to like horror. Yeah, that's where it is. Like in the, we're in the paper, weren't we, last week, and the picture with me on it on my own. But yeah. It won't be. Not, not a mention of all the hours that I put into designing a flag or all. No. It's all you, you, you. It's self, self, self. I know. I do not. I'm a bit embarrassed about that, so I apologise. And <laughs> yeah, I do not want to make it about me. You all know that I just wanted to continue spaces personally, but there we go. We've ended up like this, and let's be honest, we're totally enjoying ourselves with it. And uh, it's city content, so... People enjoy it. If one person enjoys it, that's all that matters. So thank you again for all the support. And again, for that award, it means a lot. So we're going to tie up there, Andy. Thank you all very much for listening. Thank you for joining me, mate. Any thoughts yeah. before we go? No, I'm just buzzing. Hopefully we'll yeah. um, see you about. Don't forget my polo shirt as well that we've got. Um, it. And hopefully we'll uh, see some of you down at Valley Parade bright and early next Saturday morning to help us set up. Oh, just remembered Ooh. something. Oh, 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 baby. I'm not going to sing. Um, the Exchange, the live podcast, guys. So I think we already mentioned this, but I just want to put this at the end so everybody hears it. It's going to be after the game now. Um, we've obviously got to put all the display out, so that's going to take ages. We've got to get down there early doors. 
get all the display out before we can do anything. So we're going to do that after the game. So when we've finished, everybody's going to go down to the exchange who wants to join us. Um, and we're going to interview um, somebody down there. And then obviously we're going to talk about the game and just things that, that are going on at City as well. So if you want to join us, it's at the exchange. It's next to Pizza Pieces, um, just where the, the wool exchange was or is, I guess. So just underneath the back of Waterstones, it's just there. Um, so come and join us. Everybody's welcome. Uh, come for a chat and we'll have a couple of beers and drinks after the game. So, yeah, if you want to come down, please do. So thank you again, Andy. It's been a pleasure for you to be on. Um, you're pushing for a starting place in this uh, this podcast now, mate. That's that's twice now on the trot. I can't replace Chris. He gets too much crap for me to deal want to deal with that. To be honest, so I'll yeah. leave I'll leave it for Chris to have the the opening spot. I'll just sub in every now and again. Maybe we'll put a poll on see who people prefer. Oh, we like a poll. Oh, do, do it, do it. Might do, do it. Might do that. So if you've liked Andy, let us know. If you've not liked Andy, let us know. <laughs> just, Please do. <laughs> yeah, please do, guys. But no, it's been a pleasure. Thank you very much. Thank you for listening, guys. Um, take care, and we'll see you all on Saturday. Up the Bantams. Come on, City. Go on, City. The Talksport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with three for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. Beyond the pitch, beyond the results, we're here to connect fans, getting them to embrace the highs and lows of supporting your club because we're not just fans, we're a team. With two in three football fans having struggled with their mental health, we understand that life off the pitch can present its own challenges. That's why we're committed to ensuring you have the tools to stay connected with your friends and fellow supporters. Take a moment to connect with your mates. A simple text or an open conversation can make a world of difference. And if they don't respond right away, don't hesitate to follow up. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.